only thing better than watching TV is taking it personally. Oh my God, you guys. It's taking it personally. I am so excited to take personally one of my literal favorite shows on TV and favorite people to talk to about <laughs> TV. You know him as Bravo Holic and my favorite hashtag writer girl <laughs> whose credits include Vogue, The Cut, and Vulture, among others. Welcome back to the People's People's Couch on a show called Tip. Tom Smith Smythe. Tom Smythe, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. So, Tom, on Andy Scrolls Classic, which we just recorded, I had a question for you. What you watching? And you said two shows. Tell us now which two shows you just said. And just like that. Mm. And the other two. I'm a big Maxinista. You are. That is the phrase that I have been using so often. Although I feel like they hate us. And oh, yeah. I started and just like that before you arrived to the cloth I'm very behind because Tobes has been in town and just runs my life when she's here um and I started to watch it and I was like okay they're fucking there's some stuff going on with some fucking um and then I sort of ended it there (laughs) shortly into the premiere of the second season um but there was that moment where I was like, okay, go into my, I don't even know what fucking TV, fire TV or whatever the hell I have. And it's like, you click on the app and I'm like, oh, there's a word miss. I feel dirty when I click on Max. Oh, yeah. It doesn't feel right to it's me. It feels unclean. Every time. Yeah. It feels unclean. Mm-hmm. When are they going to listen to us? Uh, never. They want us dead. They, they won't, they want won't be dead. happy until we're, we're gone. in a gutter. Yeah. <laughs> They are actively trying to get as little support for their brand as humanly possible. Because not to be an idiot, but like, so I used to have an HBO subscription and Mm -hmm. then I went to HBO now because I was like, I don't remember why. I think it was less money maybe or something. I don't even remember. And then HBO now became HBO Max. And I was like, okay. So then Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, clicking on, (laughs) clicking, (laughs) oh my God, I'm so young. On HBO, I would just go into the app. So like I could watch Euphoria two seconds after it started playing and it felt like the same experience. Now I'm like, are we still watching HBO? Because you don't see it anywhere until you're fucking diving into this goddamn Max experience. Yeah, it's like. It's like a separate app that happens to have some HBO shows on it. Right. And then if you click the HBO shows, I feel like the heading changes and now then it's like, oh, you're on HBO now. Like it's very. Everything about it is strange. It's so strange. And you also, for many of us, like, um, shout out millennials, HBO, the the name HBO has such a specific connection to our childhoods. Like, mm-hmm. I can, in my mind's eye, remember the intro music and the yeah. dots and the whatever coming together to spell out HBO, which felt special. And it's just such a weird corporate washing of a brand identity yeah. that for many people is extremely positive. Like regardless of when you started watching HBO, I mean, fuck like it's H if it's, a, if you have a show on HBO, unless it's the idol, like that <laughs> usually means it's going to be either very good or interesting. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's both. Yeah. And that often it's both on HBO. The HBO part was the gravitas right. of HBO max. And then they're like, no, we're going to get rid-, rid of the good part. And then just, call it and honestly i feel like when they were talking about it they almost were they were like 
oh, we're just going to call it Max so we could have bad TV on here too. Like that felt like what the vibe was where like they were like, we don't want to just make good TV. We want like MILF Island or whatever, like two. Like it's it feels like that was their in to like make crappy content that would appeal to the masses. I just don't get why they couldn't do that with HBO Max. Like HBO Max, I'm like, fine, I don't care. Just like as long as HBO starts. But now I just feel I feel like cheapen i I feel upset on behalf of the artists who work on so Mm -hmm. many of the shows that we love so much like can you imagine being a part of the succession team and being like oh yeah did you watch the new i mean may its memory be a blessing but like did you watch the new episode oh all you have to do is go into the max app or (laughs) whatever and see one of the best dramas to have ever aired on anything (laughs) ever in all time on max i don't think that Oh, I'm blanking. Who who played Logan? I'm blanking on his name, but I don't think that... He... Brian Cox. Brian that Cox. That took me a second. Sorry, brain yes. delay, brain delay. Because um, I kept saying to myself, Logan Roy, Logan Roy. <laughs> yeah, Logan that's Roy. all I was hearing. Um, I don't think that Brian Fuck Cox off. has ever said the word Max No, nor should life. he ever have no, to. that would be disgraceful. It would be... Dis- it would be... The cancel culture is having anyone who has ever worked on succession most especially his holiness brian cox Mm -hmm. say like in some sort of fucking like voiceover like come watch succession or whatever on (laughs) no you i never want to see it it would soil yeah his um lauded and you know (laughs) long career i mean Mm -hmm. in the creative arts and sciences um listen there is a show though that i want to talk to you about (laughs) a show that exists on i don't know what also known as max and, you know, it involves a couple numbers, also known as the other two. What has your experience been like watching it? You said it was one of your favorite shows and also a show that you're currently <laughs> yes. watching, which is now airing on Max. Not where it began. No, it's had quite the journey because it started on Comedy Central right. like a very long time ago. Yeah. I think that show has had some of the longest like summer hiatuses in history. It's mm-hmm. been like years at a time between Comedy Central and then it made the jump to HBO Max and then now Max. So it's right. every season it'll be different somewhere place. different. <laughs> um, Super great to yeah. help the show, by the way, when yeah. you just keep changing where you can find it. In no way confusing and yeah. hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've, I've watched since the beginning. I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of... Um, uh the creators of it chris mm-hmm. kelly is one of the creators and he also and sarah schneider I sarah, sarah, yes um and but chris uh also directed wrote and directed the movie other people oh, which is boy. one of my favorite movies oh my of all time whoa also, also starring molly shannon mm. um that's a recommendation if anyone ever wants to sob so violently yeah. that they get a migraine yeah <laughs> while also watching Oof. just one of the somehow still very very funny mm-hmm. just all around great but it will make you like violently sob it it will fuck you up yeah it will fuck you up one of just all-time great movies um so i've been a fan of his and a, and a fan of his uh work with molly shannon and mm. both him and sarah both come from snl so i watched from the beginning um and have just been pleasantly surprised and thrilled that it's kept chugging along and finding new homes and uh has been going super strong Yeah, and it's one of those shows where often, even being on a, you know, (laughs) 
just wild and crazy network like Max, where <laughs> anything is possible, um, aside from the word HBO. Um, it is one of those shows where stuff will happen and I'm like, is that allowed? Yeah. <laughs> like they are making jokes that I'm like, oh, this is such a deep cut. I mean, speaking of deep cuts, which we talked about on AG Classic, but also like they'll go in such directions that are just so wild that I don't mm-hmm. know that I've seen before in storytelling and now have, you know, done the great disservice of um finding this really consistent rhythm that I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get this anywhere else. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. They keep heightening in a way where yes. it it throws you every time. Yeah. But it somehow still feels cohesive and it still feels like not too crazy that it takes you out of it. Like it's a, it's a really strong balance um, between the two. And I also love that like the throwaway jokes, the in-jokes yes. are so good. And they're so, good. so like insidery entertainment mm-hmm. business and like there's a million to catch so it's like it lends itself to a rewatch but yeah it's great honestly if you um loved or liked if that's possible but also really focusing on the love 30 rock mm. then the other two is for you the thing is that it's like tighter and mm-hmm. sometimes a little harsher at moments mm-hmm. which i fucking die for yeah. and also it's not an nbc so it doesn't have the same kind you know like the um 30 rock let's say was had a different kind of set of circumstances mm-hmm. in which to share their storytelling versus the other two which i think has a lot more freedom especially now being on max and boy do they use it well i yeah. mean it's it's i think i don't know if you would agree with that but i think it's sort of connected to 30 rock style humor definitely and just in terms of how joke heavy it is too like 30 rock is so known for every chance to say a joke i would also compare it to um difficult people which i don't know yeah it was the billy eichner julie Mm klosner julie klosner created it um show that was i think maybe three seasons on hulu yeah and three two or three two or three yeah Yeah. um cola scola yeah um andrea martin just that was really great and it's a similar vibe in terms Mm -hmm. of like very much about the entertainment industry and like if that's your vibe there's so much in it for you yeah difficult people though was sometimes a little sour to watch Mm -hmm. and that was they relished in that which is great and I'm so glad and I appreciate it but I just think I think with like the other two there's something about it even in the darkness there's a reveling in that that Mm -hmm. I find really delightful. And also for Bravo fans, there are housewife quotes and comparisons. There's a lot of Bravo language and literature threaded throughout and cameos. Mm -hmm. Um, But before getting into maybe some of our favorite moments, how would you give a synopsis of what are the other two is about? Who are the other two in the world of the other two? So what's interesting is that the the quote-unquote the titular other two <laughs> <laughs> oh shout out beanie yeah, so beanie. many connections know, to yeah. ag classic i uh, love it um, but it changes every season so yeah. in the first season it's about these two adult siblings um whose young younger like 13 year old brother mm-hmm. hits internet stardom and both adult siblings are trying to make it in the entertainment industry and now all of a sudden their kid brother is like a justin bieber exactly and so their mom molly shannon takes their little brother and goes on this like whirlwind now he's famous now he's a big star and they have to kind of watch on as the other two um seeing him just kind of be handed their Mm -hmm. the dreams that they've been working for for uh towards this whole time 
And then in the second season, uh, the Molly Shannon character is the one who has this brush with stardom. She gets a talk show and she's, you know, becomes this huge um, celebrity. And uh, so I guess, I mean, I guess there's still the other two in that season. Mm. And then, but everyone sort of takes turns having that moment of like, okay, now they're the star of this season. Um, uh, Carrie is uh, the adult brother now finally get some fame so it's really interesting because as it goes on you get to see this family each have their own experience with fame and see them navigate it Mm -hmm. and see um i've seen a lot of um comparisons to succession in terms of it being like this family dynamic dealing with success and how it's shifting and how they'll uh, deal with it because for as funny as it is and as joke heavy as it is it also really there's some serious ruminations about Mm -hmm. fame and stardom and proximity to that yeah really well said and um you know it's endlessly funny but the way that they poke fun of themselves and oftentimes like an inherent lack of humanity is really interesting and seeing how the um ultra humane Molly Shannon's character is like pummeled as a result the Mm -hmm. kind of sacrifices that she makes in order to support maybe a success that's needed by her children or a success that just kind of happens that she may or may not want is really interesting in the ways that she tries to break out in this season or break away from this thing that has been created that has been an unbelievable success I mean she starts off as being this like mom from the midwest who's like here with her three kids and then (laughs) it that's season one and parts of season two she then gets a is it parts of season two she then gets a talk show in season three is like oh and now she's a billionaire Mm -hmm. and she can't leave her house and she's trying to like (laughs) flee from security and it's interesting to see her character especially um, because Molly Shannon is such a nuanced actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen that on, I just forgot the name of it, um, but Matt Rogers show on Showtime that I've seen and I love. Oh, yes, I love cute, that for you. I love that for you. Thank you. Um, where she plays, she's, of course, one of the leads and it's like a um, QVC-esque experience. Um, but seeing the ways that she adds such a level of complexity and nuance, but also always like kindness to her mm-hmm. parts. She's very open. And it's been interesting to see because her character at the beginning was like this Midwest mom who yeah. has three kids and two of them are, you know, wild and crazy. And then one ends up being a superstar. And how do you respond to that? And um, how understanding is she of what's actually taking place? And to see the way she stepped in, her character has stepped in and found their own celebrity and success and not always um, in a way that she might feel is rewarding is really interesting too. Like mm-hmm. the Molly Shannon element of it, she's, she is also incredible and yeah. had a big part in that movie you just mentioned. Um, but to watch her journey through this, I think it's been a really great, kind of like showcase for her comedy but also for some other stuff yeah she has such a it's one of those roles where it's like oh she's the only person who could have done this yeah and I she think, is i think she is yeah and she i feel like that that about so many of her roles just because she has like you said that ability to be hilariously funny and completely mm. heartbreaking in the same breath like she manages to to walk that line and go back and forth and 
I I had done I think last year maybe I had done something for Vulture where I ranked like all of her performances. Oh my god! So I got to do this deep dive into everything from like the smallest cameos. People always talk about in the Santa Claus two. She had this like (laughs) one one scene. Oh my god, Shalom! I haven't seen it. Where she comes in and uh, sings like a Christmas parody of a Shania Twain song, and it's so funny to watch. You don't even need the context of it, but just watching her do this one scene, and she goes from like the broadest broad comedy to like a heartbreak like you just see her like Mm. become super sad and just then get angry and storm out and it's just with such ease that is like she's one of i think the most underrated for as celebrated as she is i think Mm -hmm. that this is like an academy award level actor that wow from the Santa Claus too. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not. It would have been supporting. <laughs> Candy's egot is yeah, yes. Molly Shannon in the but Santa Claus too. That is uh, just an example of how it can be such a broad like yeah. comedy thing that you wouldn't think of, and there's just so much nuance and tiny little details in her face. And I think that this role is a long road, a long role mm-hmm. for three seasons, and a leading role that really is able to showcase all of that from her. Yeah, and there's a translation, I think, that often happens between comedic actors who then embrace or are given the opportunity to be in drama and seeing the fluidity of that transition versus sometimes or less consistently when dramatic actors try to break into comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that happens with comedic actors, and I think because it, it, it might be also because there's just a, such an element of bravery and really really diving very very deep into comedy regardless of how broad it is or um regardless of even like the circumstances and environment of the comedy itself that I find really helpful especially in a show like the other two because there are always stakes like it can Mm -hmm. feel manic definitely and it can feel like heightened in a way that is wonderfully ludicrous but then there are these moments where even very very specific pointed comedy can be haunting like Mm -hmm. the end of the whatever episode it was when Carrie when it all of a sudden with no notice just this ending of an episode became a very detailed shot by shot recreation of call me by your name (laughs) was like unbelievable and also truly emotional to watch i was like emotional what i watched it so many times i Mm -hmm. could not stop watching it yeah and it was like that's the line where it's able to both be parody and also Mm. servicing the story and the scene in in a very real way yeah and i also have to say i didn't know obviously molly shannon is an icon and i love her to bits i don't know that i knew a lot about drew tarver Mm -hmm. who plays um carrie duback the older brother before this show started and this is just like such a showcase for him because he's he's literally incredible he's Mm -hmm. so so good and his character has gone to like such dark places especially this season especially after finding at long last like actual celebrity and fame and it's just he's so i don't even it's not even that he's like charismatic that's not the word it's just he's so connected that i i really just look at him and i'm like oh okay that's the character there there's no other person there i just it's Mm -hmm. he's incredibly believable believable and so funny and Mm -hmm. fantastic it's it's a a real like tour de force kind of experience and Helene York, too, who plays his sister mm-hmm. in it, she's just 
beyond and she um she also comes from like musical theater yeah she does she does um uh Helena I want to say or Helena Mm -hmm. um so funny story I have loved this show and I thought she was so great in it because she is she's so fucking funny in this I it's like cast within an inch of its life they did such a good job with every element every person who Wanda Sykes is a recurring character Mm -hmm. as a high-powered publicist they do such a good job but anyway um Helena or Helena I forget how to pronounce her name so funny and I was like reading an interview that she had done or something and I was like reading it about this like great actress who's like so great and she mentions or there might have been a shot of her as a teenager like a photo and I I felt like my soul had left my body because we I know Helena Helena because we went to Walnut Hill together like I've known her since I was 15 or whatever because we went to summer stock in natick massachusetts with a bunch of people many of whom are successful actors and people in various um series and stuff and so she was there my first i was about to say my first season but sort of (laughs) my first summer there and it's extremely extremely intense um theater it really like gets you ready for conservatory programs or whatever else that you're Mm -hmm. destined to be in or, or whatever. So, um, and she was great and super funny and dry. And I think from Canada, she had this like very, very short haircut, like kind of, um, not like, um, Kate Gosselin, but like maybe like a little bit, like kind of like Mm -hmm. hair, um, and very, very cool and funny. And so she was there the first year that I was there. And this second year I came back, (laughs) I the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened in my entire life happened in front of her that traumatized me for literal years after because I am I'm not a never nude but I mean we literally Mm -hmm. talked about the um, door stuff in the hotel that I just stayed in in New York on AG Classic which we truly just recorded but I I like a certain amount of like close yeah I, I I appreciate it and especially as like a teenager and dealing mm-hmm. with whatever body stuff I was going through I was like it's so nice to cover up um but anyway we it was like dorm style like you had your little like college room whatever but you're you know in high school mm-hmm. um and so I remember I had just taken a shower and I was walking back to my room and I was opening the door to my room and um Helena Helena was um outside she had been visiting I don't think she she didn't come back full-time her second the the second year that I was there with uh another good friend of hers um Jen Angelson Angelson who's been on a bunch of series um Mm -hmm. uh who's lovely is like the closest to an angel that a person could ever be um and I was like opening the door or something and the towel fell And I was totally naked in front of Jen and Helena Helena. And it was like, I think I was there for like, I don't know, a year. I might still be there now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, <laughs> I I felt like time stood still. I was so embarrassed and so mortified. I was fully naked in front of these two people. Uh-huh. And I said something like, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and I went into my room and I really, I died in that moment. I was like, I can never see anyone ever again. I was so embarrassed. And you know, like you're extra hormonal yeah, at that point. And yeah. I was just, and so then I'm like reading a fucking press thing or whatever about Helena Helena. And I see a photo of her and I was like, 
Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> Not only do I know this person from Walnut Hill, but she was witness to truly one of the most embarrassing. There was a day that I fell and sort of slid against another uh, glass is a theme, but a glass door in front of Mark Ruffalo. That was quite embarrassing. Oh and then the day I really made a total fool out of myself in front of President Obama and... <laughs> Um, Deepak Chopra was very upset at me and Questlove later said like it was the funniest thing he'd ever said and he'd ever seen and I turned purple like those are probably those are three in the top five mm-hmm. but one just for long-standing emotional trauma yeah. was dropping the towel and they were wow. they didn't say anything about it ever again they did not mm-hmm. yeah. behave in any manner that was in any way it was not that kind of space like you know we were all just <laughs> there to study our craft but I was I really wanted to die so the fact that I'm now watching the show and just thought like, oh, this is just an incredible actor uh-huh. doing her best. And she is. But also like I dropped my towel in front of her when I was a child. <laughs> I well, really did. It's a real credit to the show that you're able to tune in every week and and not because I, I don't know if I would. I don't need to be confronted with the face that <laughs> I mean truly but it was like the it's her haircut was the Kaiser Sose like yeah. it was really like usual suspects like chop chop because uh-huh. she looks totally different because of the hair but then when oh, you yeah. see her with her adult hair versus teenager hair mm-hmm. then I'm like oh it's exactly her but without that hair I yeah. just did not recognize her at all and then you should have seen me it was like a beautiful mind when like the pieces <laughs> were connecting and I was like Oh my God, I know this person and she knows me too well. (laughs) Too well, I would say, Um, which is the long-winded way of saying I really like the other two. And the way that they just transform into their characters is something else. Oh my Uh, God. Uh, So so how would you, what would your elevator pitch be to um, not only people who haven't watched the show but also to HBO or Max or HBO Max or Cinemax or the producers of The Idol to demand that this show get another season? I mean, I think just because you mentioned The Idol, I feel like, which I I tried to watch the beginning of, mm. I feel Did like... Did you get past the first episode? I might have. I maybe okay. got halfway through the second episode. Oof, I'm so sorry. And Yeah, it was just so bad. Yeah, and real bad. The funny thing is, I feel like the other two is doing what the idol thinks it's doing (laughs) in terms of how in terms of saying something meaningful about fame. Mm. And I feel like it is it has that very um, meaningful thesis statement while Mm. also being incredibly joke heavy. Yeah, there's a joke. There's like 10 jokes a minute. And cameos galore like that's a whole nother thing where they have Mm -hmm. just phenomenal cameos um if you like entertainment industry in jokes it's full of it and it's just so funny and all of the performances are just it's just like a comedy comedy which you don't get too much of anymore because now it's like a lot of comedies or dramedies and they're but they're half hours so they're comedies but this is just like deeply funny this is not barry and no. Barry, God bless, we God love bless. Barry. We, amazing, we, I but... mean, Barry is incredible. Barry changed the game for mm-hmm. Barry and also the game. But this is, this is going to 
be the kind of nonstop that you also have to focus on and watch. And even if you are watching it with like big eyes the whole time, you're going to need to watch it six or eight more times because mm-hmm. there's going to yeah. be stuff that you miss. It's just fly by the seat of your pants mm-hmm. very, very, very fast. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Paris is always a good idea, and when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Luan? <laughs> and while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options. And it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Today. 
I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDYSGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. 
And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash andesgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andesgirls. Sign up today. Yeah. Um, you know, in the lens of taking it personally, the name of the show, um, what, how has it affected you? Like, what, what do you think the reason is that under the guise of like, what are you watching now? What are you interested in? What is it about the other two for you that particularly lands? I think... The big thing is, as someone who is so like pop culture obsessed mm-hmm. in every every facet, I l- just tune in for um, it. Really rewards that the yeah. show really like rewards you if you have this like b- bizarre education and you know all of these references that feel custom made. Like there are so many things. If you're a housewives person specifically, like it really it feels like. I mean, because it is written by housewives lovers you will you know be rewarded in 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 great ways there are one of my favorite um like recurring jokes in the show is when they just cut to one of them silently googling something on their phone (laughs) and it's the most like it hits home so hard because sometimes they'll do that and i'm like i have verbatim searched that exact (laughs) thing and it's like you will just, unrelated to the plot, unrelated to yeah. anything, there will just be a scene of Carrie typing into the Google search bar, Dorit Kemsley old face. <laughs> and, I mean, representation. Representation is, does matter. It's, nothing has ever hit home like that. Yeah. You will just see him in bed Googling away, just uh, Lisa Vanderpump age. Like, just <laughs> things like that. And I'm like... <laughs> This is so, for as funny and crazy as the jokes are and yeah. it's heightened and all of that, I've never seen anything more grounded than silently in your bed when no <laughs> one's watching, Googling Dorit Kemsley old face. Like, or fuck it, even if people are watching, it's like, this is what we want to talk oh, yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, information is power. So like yeah. someone let us know. Also, P.S. Sidebar, Dorit, I guess, got sued by like a nurse or something oh, yes. after she didn't pay her bill yeah. post- plastic surgery which i would like to hear more about if possible and (laughs) terrible timing for her because i think beverly hills is still filming yeah um timing for us i mean great and also speaking of all bravo things there was an arc where carrie was bartending on watch what happens live and an incredible episode an episode i may have just inspired myself to rewatch tonight i mean it's just impeccable and chaotic and it's one of those shows where you don't have to go through the slog of being like, 
And in many ways, I guess the how people choose to critique housewives of like, but they're bad people or whatever, as yeah. if that's a bad thing or a yeah. reason not to watch, um, which is interesting when antiheroes have been such a huge hallmark um, from certainly, you know, 90s TV, definitely early aughts, like Sopranos generation and all of that. Mm-hmm. where that was a benefit in many ways to getting people to watch because yeah. we thought of characters and our own interest and sometimes devotion differently. Oftentimes the connection would be in seeing someone who is incredibly complicated. And sometimes that doesn't cross over, LOL, sometimes in reality TV, but also in scripted TV mm-hmm. in the comedy space. I love And I love to see it. I mm-hmm. love to see yeah. it. And I think probably... I think one part of it is scripted and non-scripted, but I also think it comes down to, with Housewives, these antiheroes are women. Yeah. Versus Hello. Tony, Tony Soprano and, and all of these. Exactly. I think that's a big difference, too, that people don't take into account. A hundred percent. And there's also like a knowingness, and maybe it is like a wink to its audience or just an understanding of the reality that for you know, a certain group of people who are pop culture obsessed and obsessed with all things like current culture and with Bravo being a huge part of that, just an understanding of exactly who we are Mm -hmm. that I think is so interesting. And also seeing it within the construct or environment of, you know, what I'm describing as an anti-hero, I suppose, that's also especially interesting because you're watching people behave reprehensibly. And Mm -hmm. then in that moment, I'm like, oh, are you Googling something about Bethany? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I do that all the time, (laughs) Um, which I really, truly loved. Also, I just have to ask before we wrap. um, So I haven't, I just started and just like that, but I haven't seen certainly the first two episodes in Mm -hmm. full. But I have seen a clip of a little quote, a little moment from yeah. in just like that, that <laughs> mocks Bethany. Can you share a little bit about what the fuck happened? Yeah. So that was um, <laughs> Seema and Carrie are at a bar and mm-hmm. in passing, they're, they're talking about always finding reasons not to do things. And as just like a throwaway example, Carrie says, um, you know, for for six years, I I almost got a place in the Hamptons, but I always found found a reason not to do it. Right. And then Seema says, "Was that reason always Bethany Frankel?" And so it was just like a throwaway line, referencing something that Sonny Hostin was, talked about on the View. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was that was like the I I think on the surface level, it's just like, oh yeah, Bethany's in the Hamptons because she's annoying. Yeah. And um, like the if you don't know the Sunny Hostin thing, you just understand that it's funny because she's annoying. Yeah. And yeah. In the Hamptons. And um, but yeah. But if you do know the Sunny Hostin thing, then there's a new, <laughs> a new depth to it. And that is what immediately jumped to mind was picturing Sunny Hostin watching that episode of and just like that. Because Sunny at one point went on The View and talked about an experience that she had in the Hamptons when her kids were like outside playing or something as you do when you live in the Hamptons Mm -hmm. quite literally on a beach or whatever. And Bethany came out. It was... um, I forget if she has one kid or two. I think it was two kids. Um, and Bethany came out and um, yelled at them to essentially mm-hmm. shut the fuck up because her then young child, Bryn, was sleeping, which was an interesting move. And I think <laughs> the tail end of that, uh, of what Sunny shared was, I think Sunny then went to Bethany's door, I want to say, yes. and said, do not, if you have a problem with my children. Yeah. Adults like, speak to adults. Yeah, adults speak to adults because yeah. it was, so particularly of shitty of Bethany, who I'm sure is trying to like 
protect her child from the elements of the beach. Maybe <laughs> Bryn at that point as a young kid had only been at private beaches. So this might have been quite unnerving for her to possibly yes. wake up from a nap for people who are ta- who are talking who are not a part of the staff that Bethany employs. <laughs> I could understand how bewildering yeah. that could be. But it is also a window. Maybe Bethany was exhausted and was, you know, just trying to survive parenting on <laughs> on a weekend like any other and mm-hmm. or maybe she thinks that's okay to yell or reprimand children she doesn't know and scare them because her kid woke up mm-hmm. or maybe she was like trying to ensure her kid wouldn't wake up it was yeah. sort of a window maybe into what people yeah. experience um, of Bethany without when, the cameras without the cameras sometimes with the cameras <laughs> yes. but many times without the cameras she's not shall we say an easy person she's not mm-hmm. always the friendliest of people <laughs> so Sunny shared that on the view Bethany then after the fact I didn't remember this mm-hmm. but then Bethany went on watch what happens and like defended her behavior and attempted to hint or explicitly state that Sunny may have. She suggested that she was maybe on something, and that's why she was like so gross, ar- like just a, a classic housewives, um, shitty remark, artillery. Yeah, it was very <sighs> bizarre. But there was, it was very well. Bethany can be very bizarre. Yeah. So that tracks. She's someone where you're like, oh, she's above housewives, or like she's, you know, she's the the she's Greek above choir. Everybody, yeah. But then it's like, if you really get into the nitty gritty of it, it's like, oh no, it's in her blood, right? Like that, that is a, a real housewife through and through. Yeah, and what I thought was so interesting was, you know, if I was Bethany, which I am not, spoiler <laughs> alert, I might have responded to it with like a cheeky thing of like, and just like that, Carrie yes. Bradshaw talked about me <laughs> or something like, just like a cheeky thing or whatever but Bethany went a different way by posting on Instagram I'm sure her also favorite place TikTok as well with a clip of that scene and then a video of Bethany sipping wine with beautiful um china honestly I want that cup and saucer like genuinely and the um the caption over the video is when you're off TV for years and just like that catty housewives are still talking about you. I mean, LOL, Carrie is not a housewife. <laughs> okay. And then the caption of the post says, currently, all caps, sipping my new forever young rosé wine from my house in the Hamptons paid for by my last spirits venture. Cheers, ladies. Hashtag forever young. Hashtag forever young wine. Hashtag and just like that. Hashtag HBO Max. Oh, someone hasn't told her. Hashtag hashtag (laughs) spilling the tea. Hashtag SJP. Hashtag Gary Bradshaw. Hashtag SATC. Hashtag cheers, which was so funny to me because not only does that absolutely track with what the joke actually was, (laughs) but Bethany's response, Bethany, who became very successful by being like the voice of the people, Mm -hmm. her her LOL punchline to this was to say, guess what? I'm rich, which I yeah. mean, we didn't we already know that? Shouldn't we be focusing on I your heard. funny and you can <laughs> cosplay humility now and again? Yeah, she's no, not she's let the humility thing go since it's very bizarre where it's like her on the show is something totally different than her off the show. And I think it's the if if we're comparing her to Ramona, she is like Mother Teresa. But if she's just out in the wild on TikTok making a bunch of videos, then it's like, oh, okay, like this is a lot. This is, you know, 
this like I said, it's, this is actually a real housewife and we forget. Yeah. And if you watched her absolutely terrible. Speaking of look at the through line here, HBO Max mm-hmm. um, reality competition thing that went so well that um, Mark. Um, oh, my God. Survivor. Mark, who's married to oh. what's her face from Touched by an Angel. Um, the Apprentice guy. Too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, who could forget that <laughs> it went so well that her announced um, uh, agreement to work Mark Burnett. Um, that her announced agreement to like produce shows or whatever with him ended because yeah. she had so many great ideas that he was like, I think I'm all set. Um, <laughs> so it's just so interesting because, you know, there is an element of Bethany that I still absolutely love mm-hmm. that I can't get enough of. And she was my gateway drug to housewives in many ways yeah. and still continues to be. And there's stuff that she'll say that I just still think is like really funny and cheeky and also the way that she like victimizes herself and plays a part that just feels so uh, unfortunate, both in her like reactions to that watch what live watch what happens live episode with Andy and Jeff, which I thought she took way too far Mm -hmm. after the fact and, um, and stuff she says about pop culture that I'm like, Oh God, this isn't the take, but Mm -hmm. also just like this kind of stuff where I'm like, you could have made this funny. It, It was a nothing burger comment like and I get it she could have been upset by it but like she out of anyone should understand what her brand is maybe her brand at this point really is like putting on makeup in an attic and <laughs> you know saying how rich she is. like we know yeah. you're rich sweetie like we know you have a ton of money and that's great and that happened as a result of your success on housewives which is also great like we want to see that happen. Yeah. We want to see housewives make their own money. It's often made by the networks, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of unfortunate because I was like, oh, how stupid to just be like, guess what? I'm really successful. Like that wasn't the point of the joke. The point of the joke wasn't like, and Bethany Frankel's bad at business. It was like, Bethany Frankel's a dick. Yeah. It's, I feel like her brand was, when she was on the show, was always being the top dog yeah. and her take always being correct because yeah. it typically was in that ecosystem totally but now that she's in the real world that doesn't translate and she still thinks her brand is her take being correct and worthy of being heard and time mm. and time again that is proven not to be the case and someone should confiscate her phone yeah and i feel like the worthy to be heard like i would say it's worthy to be heard it's just yeah. it's not always Right. Yeah. But like, and that's my opinion. Her, there are any number of people who might believe her opinion on every single thing that she has ever said about um, social justice or current events or pop culture or the royals or politics or whatever is like spot or the traffic in New York mm-hmm. or the mayor, or like whatever <laughs> any, else. Name it. Right. Like, there's stuff I agree with and stuff I don't. And it's just like, oh, God, she could have it could have been it could have gone so much better than this but she just holds on to the fact that she wins because she owns the most and that's Mm -hmm. like so stupid to me like we know like we who are you telling that you're rich to we know that we bought your drinks like (laughs) a skinny girl margarita is like one of the smartest things that a person has done maybe ever in reality tv Mm -hmm. um and it's just so unfortunate. But I just had to ask your thoughts. Oh, yeah. I mean, my God. I feel like they very much exist in the same world, the Sex and the City and Just Like That and the Real Housewives of New York. Like, mm. I feel like Carol Radzowell, people always can 
compare her and Carrie Bradshaw, like she was the Carrie Bradshaw of Roni. Yes. And uh, maybe that's why Bethany was so mad. Honestly, that's a really <laughs> interesting. Maybe it is. Maybe the like fashionista, like dry humor yeah, the writer, cut the, something. Yeah, it's a very similar, similar world. I mean, quite literally, it's mm-hmm. the Upper East Side that, that, you know, age bracket that time like it was very Candace Bushnell is on Real Housewives of New York at times right she pop up. that's so, so funny that's a good point very much of that world they're all Samanthas though on on Roni of course but um yeah it feels somewhat connected so it was funny to hear them make a Bethany reference because it doesn't feel like a far cry yeah and also this isn't a critique of Bethany being annoyed or upset it's just the critique of how she mm-hmm. handled it publicly she has yeah. every right to be like oh I don't want to be the punchline of this and maybe she still carries a certain feeling of what was said about her you know speaking poorly to children um mm-hmm. on a beach I just yeah. need to say for the <laughs> 18th time but like it's she has every right to be upset or annoyed I mean especially if she's like a fan of sex in the city I can't see her being a fan of anything but herself but like I would love that for her and mm-hmm. I am a fan of her so yeah um but I I also have mixed emotions about Bethany because sometimes she just makes it really hard and yeah. this is sort of an example of X I'm like fuck like just okay like we get that you're it's like rich is funny if you were on the other two yes. <laughs> you were Molly Shannon's character but like <laughs> It's not great here, sweetie. Like, that's not what they were poking at. That's mm-hmm. the different. That's the bear's wallet. That's not the bear itself. Yeah. It seemed like the type of thing where they were her and her TikTok team of whoever's in that house, I'm sure. Yeah. Was like they the clip came across their desk and they were like, we need to make We need to to make a TikTok, which I yeah. think she says 15 times a day. We need to make a TikTok. Right. But I think they were like, we need to do something. We were like, what should we do? And she was like, I have this teapot and rosé. I know. And that China is beautiful. And yeah. Bethany is beautiful. And her surroundings are beautiful. And I know she has a lot of money. It's mm-hmm. one of the things, you know, that we all know about Bethany is that she is very <laughs> successful and very rich. And no one is taking that away from her. But it seems like poking, which I thought was honestly light mm-hmm. at an instance of unfortunate behavior that Bethany engaged in was just an it was an interesting way for her to respond but maybe very consistent with who bethany currently is so mm-hmm. we'll see and maybe she just like thought it was funny yeah maybe she was like it's funny because i have so much money like, <laughs> 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 i have yet another brand yeah. that's making me money how are you doing sarah jessica yeah. parker i also i don't know that she'll be back and watch what happens anytime soon by which i'm she by which i mean bethany but yeah you would think a mutual friend <laughs> i mean andy in the middle of this is yeah. so funny to me um listen tom smith Smythe, also known as tom Smythe. thanks for coming on this other two journey of course thank you for having me the other two meaning literally us yep. the other two there are the two meaning us but also the other two also mm-hmm. there are the two meaning us on ag classic and the other two which is us <laughs> on taking it personally and i loved every second of it same all right guys follow tom on social at uh, Tom underscore Smythe underscore on Twitter and Instagram. And buy Tom's incredible prints <laughs> by going to uh, Milk and Don't Call Me Honey on Instagram. And there's an Etsy shop there. Incredible. And follow me on social at Dame Galley. Listen to bonus episodes of All Things AG on the Andy's Girls Patreon, patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. And slide into my DMs. Let me know what you want um, us to chat about next. I love, love, love the new journey, new beginning of taking it personally. And thanks to all of you for listening in. We will chat soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.